So, uh, first question I have. Is Mike still talking to you? Uh, yeah. He didn't, like, break up with you afterward? No, no, he, uh, it was fine. <laughs> it was totally fine. Uh-oh. Yeah. Like grandma. Okay, good, I was worried. I didn't want to have to ruin, uh, Tuesday movies forever. No, no, it was <laughs> totally fine. It's great. Yeah. I did, I did think back, uh, he now probably has a vendetta, because, like, those times we bought him all those Goosebumps movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For his birthday, he was like, I hate you guys so much. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to RTFB, our book slash movie club podcast. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are presenting our first one-shot episode discussing the recent book-to-movie adaptation, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. We intend to use these one-shot episodes to cover movie adaptations of properties that are more difficult to walk through the way we do in our regular seasons. So compilations or book series or comic books... Or maybe just older books and movies that we really liked and we want to force our fellow podcasters to watch. We'll be discussing the Scary Stories book series in general, and then diving into the movie, which we won't exactly try to spoil, but we also won't try to not spoil. So if you're bothered by that and had already planned to see the movie, go ahead and do that now. Then come back to us and listen in. Once you're ready, we'll get into it straight away. So anyway, Scary Stories, right? Oh, yeah, man. wasn't I that shit that pretty crazy? Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Nineteen sixty. All, all the kids are talking about it. <laughs> yep. All of all the kids. kids at school. I was actually uh, surprised how many people were in the theater with on um, last Thursday night, mm-hmm. and their age demographic. Like you weren't around. <laughs> you didn't know <laughs> no, about their, the books, but their parents you know. were. I mean, maybe you didn't maybe. know. So, uh, yeah, so the books is what I want to start with. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my experience with the books was that some of the teachers in, like, elementary school had them, and uh, they right. would be like, look at this. Look at this scary-ass picture. And that's oh, basically scary. why people knew about them. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys ever read the book in elementary school or not? Nope. I was a Goosebumps-only kid. Oh, the one book I did read that I liked that was different was uh, The Dark Thirty. Scary Stories of the South or something. What? Oh, yeah. I know that book. Yeah, I had that one. I read it a whole bunch. It was one of my favorites, actually. Doesn't that... uh, Is that the one that has, like, the really cool, like, uh, chalk drawings? They look like chalk or, like... Is that the one? I can't remember. I think they're mostly, like, just line drawings. Yeah. But they had good stories. My favorite story out of it was uh, the one with the Bigfoot. Because they have a whole society and culture. And this mom loses her kid, and they find him and raise him, but they give him a blood transfusion. So he slowly becomes a Bigfoot. Whoa. And she has to take him back to go back to live with them. To I think it was called, like, Boo Mama or something. Because this kid was, like, two when he got lost in the woods, and he came back, and he was, like, 
four. Whoa. So, but he called his Bigfoot mama Boo Mama. Because Boo was the name of his teddy bear. I guess they sounded like teddy, like bears to him or something when he was, you know, super little. It was a really good story. It's like a really dark teddy bear picnic, I guess. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, the only happy part is that his mom knew that he was going to be taken care of. And the Bigfoot mom knew that his original mom still loved him type of deal. You know, that he wasn't just abandoned, that he got lost and crap like that. So Hmm. it was interesting just hinting out there's this, like, big feet live kind of like the dwarves that live in the mountains now because it's not safe. So they don't have much contact with humans and stuff. They have a whole society and stuff that's, you know, ancient and all that. So I was like, that's a neat take on it. Yeah. I wish they'd make that into a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I ever read that book, but looking at, like, the cover, it does seem familiar. I don't think I ever read it. It was definitely around in that same time as, like, Goosebumps and Scary Stories, Stone and Dark and all that kind of stuff. Very much of that era. So... Yeah, so we uh, owned uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, and like I remember uh, my my brother in particular at one point like reading some of these stories to me. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't remember finding them like particularly scary at the time. Like it yeah. was more just like the atmosphere and the fun of like doing the stories, I guess. Right. But yeah, those mm-hmm. uh, those images were creepy. Definitely. Oh yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah, that's probably why I never got any because I remember seeing like <laughs> seeing their covers and like seeing other kids reading them. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna stick with my goosebumps. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's the level scary I want. <laughs> goosebumps had more like existential dread, I suppose. Exactly. Goosebumps. Yeah. It was ninety percent of the time just aliens <laughs> or actual. Monsters. And they had like three like, mummy I'm, ones. I'm not saying it's aliens, but <laughs> it's aliens. It's aliens. <laughs> yeah. So. um I definitely read them like in teachers from teachers' bookshelves because it seemed like everyone mm-hmm. had them at some point. And I think yeah. I bought one of them from like Scholastic Book Fair or something. I was going to say, didn't they? Were they in like the Scholastic catalogs? Oh, the they totally were. Yeah. I think I got the sequels from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't really remember much of them, and except for like not liking reading them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I did not okay. like it, but I did it anyway because you know. Mm-hmm. Gotta prove your eight-year-old manliness or whatever. Take one for the team. <laughs> right. In preparation for this, I did buy the box set and reread all of them, though. Nice. And, um, yeah. They... Uh, so, if you've never read them, like, they are really short. I mean, they're, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, aimed at children, but mm-hmm. none of them are really scary, except for the fact that they rec- or they acknowledge that death might happen. And if you're a kid, that's pretty okay. scary. Yeah. The yeah. stories themselves, you just read them, though. It was like, there was a dude, and he saw a ghost. That was cool. The end. Yeah. But the structure, at least of the first one, was kind of like if you've ever listened to the uh, the lore podcast, where it at least seemed like he was trying to collect up, like, not necessarily folklore, but, like, uh, ghost stories that, like, pioneers might have told. And they all mm-hmm. kind of had that flavor of people like living on a homestead by themselves and like something scary popping out from the chimney when they're alone on a dark night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he does this thing where he like has, you know, the collection of stories. And then at the very end, he comes back and kind of gives you the background detail. Like, so this was this type of story and we collected it from here or reported back or found uh, instances of it 
these different historical records. So it was like, okay. if you just had the text, it'd be boring, but maybe kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing that, of course, I think makes it memorable are the illustrations. Like, yeah, right. Stephen Gamble is the illustrator, and something about the way he chose to illustrate them just is really, really fucking unsettling to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. um, his style is like, uh, kind of smudgy and wispy and foggy and like nothing's really well defined. So it's kind of like a suggestion of whatever he's trying to show. Yeah. And, uh, when I was reading through them, what stuck with me is like, these illustrations are to me what I would say makes good horror. Like it's always a little bit unexpected for first of all, but it's not like, you know, um, I don't know. Freddy Krueger scary. It's like Pan's Labyrinth scary. Like it's just a little bit perverted and exaggerated. Not quite what you expect. It's not very well defined, and it's more a suggestion. Like there's enough room for you to fill in details you don't really see, or what that thing is about. So yeah, it was really unsettling. Still, (laughs) as a almost thirty six year old man, like no, I don't enjoy having this particular page open. (laughs) so like reading through it you know there's these like big well big for a paperback book but kind of like um, centerpiece pictures that are like a whole page so you're trying Mm -hmm. to read and you're just kind of like I'm gonna just sort of look only at the text over here (laughs) yeah yeah I found I was reading through it you get you mm-hmm. could see them coming up because they bleed through the pages. And oh, like, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. It's like <laughs> it's like the scary movie where they're like, oh, all the all the music went away, so I'm getting ready to be startled by something. Right. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, again, reading through it, I was still kind of like, uh, I'll make sure I'm reading this when the sun is up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this to be the last image I have in my head before I try to like get sleep or anything or walk around my house at night. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was just like with the Lore podcast. It's scariest the next day when I'm like going for a run at four in the morning. <laughs> right. Because I'm like listening to that podcast at my desk. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Jersey Devil. That's stupid. But when it's really dark and you're kind of running by the woods, you're like, but maybe it's probably maybe. not real, right? Like, definitely not real. Like, probably. Usually, monsters usually don't jump out and eat me when I run down here. But yeah. Just go a little faster just to be sure. First time did, I, did I ever tell you about the time that I watched uh, The Ring 2? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so, like, like the, the funny thing about... people. The funny thing about it is like uh like I didn't I did not find it like that scary. Same thing with with the ring actually. Mm-hmm. But like uh after after I watched the movie, I went over to uh to my girlfriend's house, my wife now, mm-hmm. and uh hung out with her for a while and then uh after I left, it was, you know, middle of the night basically. Uh walking out to her uh driveway and uh in the yard is like a family of deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, if, if you've seen the movie, you know, there's a whole scene where like uh, a, a deranged deer just like attacks their uh-huh. fucking car. Right. 
And it's like, oh, I have this image in my head now of like fucking evil deer. <laughs> and like here's yeah. a whole here's a whole fucking family of them. Yeah. Just hanging out. <laughs> like cool. I'm gonna walk like very gingerly. Uh yeah. So as so as not to scare the uh herbivore like gentle creatures that are like <laughs> hanging out in the yard here. Like Yep. Yeah. Just to be sure. You don't want to yeah. risk it. That was that was like uh seriously <laughs> one of the most terrifying things ever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean it's something that uh the author guy, Alvin Schwartz, talks about at least in the first one, is like why scary stories are still kind of scary. It's like the whole purpose of stories is we tell each other stuff so we learn. Right? Yeah. And so they're at their core trying to well Maybe not everyone's trying to warn you about something, but stories in general, trying to teach you about what you should do if you ever run into this situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having things filled with like, okay, if you ever have a Wendigo come after you, like make sure you don't follow its siren song into the wilderness and have it pluck you in the sky and drop you somewhere. Like, oh man, I would totally do that though. <laughs> right? Like That'd be <laughs> I, a great story to tell your children. I would be so screwed. <laughs> Like, oh, a siren song. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. I'll be right there. No. Remember your mythology, man. Tie yourself with a mask or plug right. your ears. No, who would do that? Uh, people who want to not die. Yeah. By magical creature means. I mean, there are but worse I mean, ways to die. Seriously. Also like... tempting to know what the F it is. What does it sound right. like? Yeah. How amazing is it that that's what the end result is? Right. Yeah, I, I want to hear that <laughs> right okay. before well, I die. That seems like a we cool will thing. Tie to you do. to the know. mast so that you're safe and <laughs> roll back for a ride on by. Yeah. Did you uh, did you see that one episode of Disenchantment? No. Nope. No. No. Uh, so go watch Disenchantment episode two. All right, we'll pause okay. this and we'll come back. <laughs> they have a similar siren type situation. I'm gonna uh, write this down. The show is worth watching, like, if only for Matt Berry's character, who is tempted by the siren, you know, from the guy from the IT crowd, and uh, okay. Darth Merengue's Dark Place. Richard Ayoade. No, the other guy. No. The boss oh, guy. The other guy. Yeah. Oh. oh. Matt Berry. Yeah, you're yeah. right, Matt Berry. Yeah. Now I know who you're talking about. I must have sex with the origin. That guy's really, <laughs> really funny. He makes anything better. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, I indeed. Agree. Anyway, look up the illustrations at least. And especially if you can do the comparison of the version they released without the original illustrations in it and remark about how shitty the new versions are. Like, they're all fine, but they're just very generic and watered down, and that would be a super boring book to read without the scary pictures. Anyway, so the movie, right? Yeah. What yeah, did we all think movie. of the movie? Oh man, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting little take. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of in the kind of like a YA audience, so mm-hmm. everyone could so the adults who read the books who brought their kids could appreciate it. Yeah, as much, um, especially how they end up tying in a whole story of a neglected daughter who was trying to blow the whistle on their family, poisoning the town, like into it. Yeah. Um, okay. I still feel like maybe I missed it, but they kind of left out like 
how that translated into vengeful ghost stories exactly. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, it's <laughs> I feel like they were important. going with the angle of the it servant just, family, but then like, oh no, we didn't teach her. But I then think, it's like, well, how the fuck did she get all it magical? Just, it just is. I think Maybe it's I, just the pain of revenge? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know at all. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, maybe yeah. You, don't. Don't worry. Maybe it was it. all the lead in the water or whatever gave her the magical powers. Magical maybe. abilities. Or maybe, maybe maybe it's just that's the angle when they tell us about stories and how yeah. stories can hurt and do this. Yeah. And it's still a story that we're viewing, even though it's supposed to be reviewing it as it's happening. They still bother to tell us, "Hey, this is back in time. This has already happened." Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's maybe a maybe it's a carry situation. They were mean to her enough that they woken her latent. Psycho-telekinetic yeah. powers. Man, these are pretty creepy. I looked up these illustrations. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Pretty creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I liked that. Uh, like it, it. I mean, it it was kind of aimed at a at a young adult audience, I suppose. And yeah. like, uh, mm-hmm. I actually I really appreciate that they had like I don't know mischief and yeah. like. You know, kids doing inadvisable things and uh-huh. uh, yeah. cursing and like, you know, I mean, like, like the the bully guy was like genu- genuinely threatening. Like yeah. that guy was exactly. actually scary, right? And yeah. uh, he was very dangerous. Yeah, he was like legitimately dangerous. <laughs> and uh, I, I like one of the things that happens, like almost almost right off the bat, is like he, you know, he he's drunk driving. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. like this this kid mm-hmm. is yep. drunk driving, like awesome. Like yeah. <laughs> we need more of that in movies. I think. Like, yes. Let's have more kids doing inadvisable things. Uh, yeah. The only the only thing that I uh, really would have liked to see in the movie that I didn't see on that front is uh, nobody was smoking. Right. Even uh, though it was what nineteen sixty eight. Sixty eight. Yeah, everyone you know, would have been smoking. Every adult would have been smoking anyway. And all the I kids. encountered that with uh, the, the decision. I caught some shit on Reddit last week or week before. Like, um, Stranger Things has decided not to have people smoking and crap anymore in it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's set in a time when all of our parents practically smoked, it seems like. Yep. You know. Um, <laughs> well, it's the 80s. And there I was, was in an argument going on. It was, but like... The only well, like when I was a little kid, the only people in my family who didn't smoke was my mom. Yeah, my grandparents did, my uncle did, my aunt did. You yeah. know, they all kind of stopped because my uh, grandma got lung cancer mm. when I was little. But you know, when I was super little, like five, six, shit like that, I can remember in the holidays and traveling, like everybody smoked except for my mom. Right. Yeah. You know, their friends smoked, all that kind of stuff. Right. My uh, my family actually nobody smoked except for uh, some some distant family members like right. mm-hmm. all of, like my parents my grandparents all of my aunts and uncles everybody uh, I I don't remember a single person smoking except for yeah uh, my great aunt and her kids hmm. I'm glad my family stopped but like anyways uh, where was I. Yeah, so this guy was like, no, they should take that. We shouldn't glorify that stuff, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but it was, like, back in time. Right. They're being accurate. It's like, no, we don't need to display that now, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, it's still stupid. I'm like, yeah, but... They had new coke. This year right? not. It's like, no, no, we don't need to have any <laughs> any endorsements whatsoever. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. kind of what's going on with modern movie production some this time of day. It's, right? it's, it's just kind they of want a to weird be accurate line to draw, I suppose. Right. It is. Yeah. It's a very weird line. Yeah, you know, like we're okay with you know kids being possessed by other dimensional beings, 
But they have smoking. forbid to show one of them who would have been smoking, most likely. One in that friend group would have been a smoker, if not more. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> probably the kid who ate the toe. He seems stressed. Yeah. No, he was no, too definitely. woke. He was too woke to smoke. Oh, he was too woke? Okay. Way too woke. Yeah, he was concerned with all the food additives. It would have been ironic if he smoked, though. That would have been great. Like, just take a big drag. You know what kind of shit they put in there? Yeah. Yeah, well, Um, that's healthy. My doctor says so. I wonder if that was in the first draft of the script, now that you guys are saying it. Like, (laughs) It probably was. Like, oh, wait, we can't do this. I, uh... I did we'll not break down and like bring a notepad to the movie theater, so I was uh, no. dictating notes on the way home. But my first note I want to address with everyone: finally, a movie that takes a stand against Nixon. Yeah, thank you, scary stories. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Nixon. Yep, Nixon was such a yep. bad guy. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I didn't think it was funny that they chose that time period because there's really no time period they have to choose for these stories to still work. Right. I mean, except mm-hmm. probably not any time with a cell phone. So why right. they chose yeah. 1968, I don't know. Because they haven't done it recently. I, can, I guess. The thing I could think of is there might be a sequel in which will feature the adult version of the kid. Maybe. Maybe. Like still hunting down the evils or something. Yeah, but they did, they did it already. Like, right, but... Yeah, I know. They played the trailer and... Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I the trailer was the 80s. The or was the 80s? 90s? Late 80s? Uh, the kids on the, block? the 80s, I think, for the kids. Yeah. 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 They age them up to from the 50s to the 80s. But they're the still kids. supposed to be like 45 yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyway. But now, not, not the 80s, back when it originally happened. Yes. So, um, that comic relief guy, like, to other Chris's point, like, at first I'm like, this guy is painfully unfunny, but... Then again, like friend groups have that one guy who's like always trying to crack a mm-hmm. joke and does not succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a new cinematic exploration, I think, of like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did have my favorite line when his banana got smashed in the door, so Yeah. <laughs> my banana. Ah, my banana. Yeah. <laughs> Little grace notes like this really make a movie, you know? That's right. Grace now. These mm-hmm. these details. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. They really pull you in. Yep. Right. So I mean the framing story <laughs> for me, again, like it there's not a framing story. There's no connecting thread to the book, so you kinda have to make that out mm-hmm. of whole cloth. Yeah. Um, although yeah. I don't know. It didn't I didn't feel like it jived too well with this style of the books, like having this like you were saying, this like weird grudge-like or ring-like vengeful spirit because she was locked in a basement and so she could, like, write books or stories and then kill people with yeah. them. That was kind of weird. It seemed like she really only went after the people who just refused to believe or something. Like, oh, I have to prove my point to you that I'm real and this exists. Hmm. But yeah. you know, all in the purpose that. of what? Getting her story actually told? Well, how does killing the kids who might deliver it like achieve that goal? Right. Yeah, I, I mean, don't worry about it again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like, the the horror movie logic of it, like, didn't really... Uh, no. <laughs> like, one of, the, one of the people that I saw the movie with, 
uh, pointed out, like, for a little while it seemed like they were going to continue with, like, sort of horror movie logic. Like, oh, she kills one person and it has to happen at night and it's one of the people in the house. Yeah. Um, and then, like, all of that shit goes out the window pretty right. quickly. So it's like there's mm-hmm. there's no rhyme or reason, there's no rules, and yeah. there's no, like, uh, yeah, there's, there's no horror movie logic to it. So right. it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. For a minute, I thought okay. they were doing just the grudge thing, like just don't go in that house and you'll be okay. But they all went in that house and right. they were all terrorized. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, I was like, if I had, if it was up to me to do it, like that framing story would have been someone like collecting it because like the main girl whose name I forget was like a scary story writer. Like yeah. I could see mm-hmm. her collecting them and maybe her being the one that was like, these kids are being shitheads to me or something, and do more like right. a carry type of thing where she's unleashing them. Somehow, right. but... or the classic you do that initially and you end up conjuring right. up some power you don't understand that gets out of control type of right. deal. Right. Yeah. yeah, but the, the mystery part was you know, it was fine, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't excellent, but it was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I liked that they at least seemed to be true to the original artwork as much as they could with some of the CGI monsters. Yeah, but it bugged me that they mixed and matched like the, the <laughs> ghost. Thing from the Big Toe story uh-huh. was actually from a different story in that book called A Haunted or mm. The Haunted House. So there's like, oh man, the you, illustration uh, for the Big Toe was stupid. So I'm taking this one and shoving it in there. But, write them a sternly worded letter. Right, you and do that. and the um the jangly man or whatever they called him from who's like me Ty Doty Walker, like mm-hmm. that story. That monster in that story was just a head. Yeah. And there was a completely different story in that book about a body that fell down and put itself together and then ran around the room. But I was willing to forgive that because it's pretty similar anyway. So Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah. Um, back to the frame story. Like, it, there was no reason in this story for those kids to know which story there was being told. Like, the one guy was like, oh, it's the Jenkins. Right. They told me that all the time. Like, who the fuck knows that story? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I'm not on the prairie in the 1800s or whatever. So, it's weird. It was, no. it was like, uh, you know, it's like Ghostbusters, like choose the form of your destroyer or whatever, <laughs> right? I, mean, I don't remember the More people know but... Stay Puff Marshmallow Man than, I guess, that guy. So that would have made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, talking about the illustrations, like that red room scene was, I thought, a really great interpretation of the experience of just looking at the illustrations. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. kid's like running away and then turns, it's still there. Oh, <laughs> turns back, still there. Yeah, that lady's weird looking. Yeah. But um, going back to that story in the book, like the whole story there, it, they kind of preserved it where they're talking. The story is about an artist who like has a vision of the future where that weird moon-faced lady is like, hey, this isn't a safe place. I'm like That's, That's probably right. just nothing. But then starts seeing more signs that, oh, I'm in that place from the dream. And then when she sees the moon-faced lady, she runs away. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, when they got to the climax, like, well, there isn't one in that story, so... Bleh. Just absorb him. <laughs> Have this weird marshmallow lady <laughs> yeah. hug him to death and absorb yeah. him. So, I liked it up, like, the setup I thought was great, and then the, the and, well, okay, I guess. They could have just right. cut away and him been gone, it would have been fine, but. Yeah. Seeing absorbed was like, 
Just turn the regular lights back on and let <sighs> people just start walking by. Yeah. And like nothing happened. Yeah, or something. Yeah. It's anything. Um <laughs> uh, so I'm looking up Mitai Doty Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's apparently it's loosely based on an uh, old American folktale. Yeah. But I'm reading the plot synopsis from on like the one of the fandom wikis. Yep. Talking about it and the kid the, this is scarier than what we saw. Yeah. The dog is like, <laughs> like singing to him. Here's this, and the dog fucking talks says Lynchy yeah. Kinchy Kali Molly Dingo Dingo. <laughs> it yep. fucking talks back to the head. I'm like, my God, that's more frightening than that creeptastic pile we saw. <laughs> and, like, and like they sort of preserve that in the movie. Like the dog didn't actually sing, but it was kind of like growling. Yeah. Trying to yeah. say yeah. that or whatever. But. He had like words under his breath or something. Yeah. Like the yeah. reading that story in particular, like that's just kind of silly. Like the way, especially the way they tell it in the book is just like, well, then a, the head fell down and some legs, and they put themselves together and ran around. Like, okay, that's yeah. stupid. He tries to um, kill a kid who doesn't want to die in like, Vietnam. That's like a Shel Silverstein poem. Like that's not scary. But yeah. <laughs> seeing that in a movie, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that would be fucking terrifying. Like <laughs> some weird yeah. reanimated corpse that just pieces itself together and runs after you and. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so the girl with the spiders in her face uh-huh. is um, <laughs> probably the reason we're even doing this particular recording. Oh. Because <laughs> like, these books sat somewhere in my subconscious somewhere. And even when I saw things on the internet, like, oh, you know, Yamal Der Tor is going to get involved with making that. I'm like, oh, that'd be weird. But yeah. I didn't really think about it until I saw the poster with the one spider leg sticking out of the face. Oh. Like, oh shit, I remember all this now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You blocked yeah. it out or I something. I blocked it out and it was like... I would block recover- that out, that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, like a recovered memory, but... <laughs> that's yeah. the shit people really worry about. Yes. Um, that girl, like, holy shit, like her whole face came off. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, at the time, I'm like, oh, she's dead? Like, she's just gone? But no, she made it. But, again, with half of her face scarred up from that, kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. From spiders coming out of it. Yeah. Hey. Spiders. Lots of spiders. Terrifying. (laughs) Lots of spiders, though. So, another recommendation I've taken from this podcast is I've uh, been watching uh, Chilling Tales of Sabrina. Okay. At least some of them. And something that I've enjoyed in that that. series so far, and also in this movie, is the references to other horror movies in the background. Uh, Either mm -hmm. explicitly or in the background. Yeah. So, um, I like seeing all that kind of stuff. And like at the drive-in, seeing, uh, what, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And posters on the wall. Posters and That kind of stuff. I thought that was cool. Um, Yeah. But, um... Yeah, the whole big toe story in general. Uh huh. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it'd, it'd be hard to walk there. without your big toe, right? Right. I mean, you'd you'd have some trouble. You'd want that back. If I you mean, you definitely would. And yeah. Um, yeah, but not if you're dead. <laughs> no, especially you if you're know. dead. Like, yeah, you I mean, speak your for yourself, man. Or else, how will you meet <laughs> Jesus? Can't Jesus. No, your, your body parts just come back. The, the resurrection will happen. 
Or whatever. You'll anyway. just get spiritual replacement. <laughs> Ghost toe. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I mentioned this to you guys on the other recording, but, um, like, in the book, they talk about the big toe being a new version of an older story called The Golden Arm, where, like, a guy mm-hmm. is working in a morgue and has a one of his corpses comes through with a golden arm that he's like, I'll just take this. Uh-huh, and then the ghost it. comes back for it. So, like, that makes a little more sense than something like, hey, here's a toe I found. Um, yeah. right? I'll put it in a stew. And then someone else being like, ugh, toe stew. Well, okay, I'm eating it. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, how much, how much, like, how much poverty are we talking about? Like, how uh, how hungry do you have to be before yeah. you're like, I found this toe on the ground. Right. It was yeah. kind of hard to, like, pull it up, you know. <laughs> but, like, it was worth it. We right. got a little bit of extra meat. Yeah. We got some protein. Some, some collagen and <laughs> gelatin, like, whatever. You, you just know. could have made some jello out of that, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So especially for a, a kid in the, the late 60s, that would have been like, no, I don't think he'd probably like, I'll just have a Hot Pocket or something. <laughs> <laughs> just eat the yep. stew. So yeah, they yep. could have done other stories instead of that one. Like, especially since they stole well, the ghost from a different story, they could have just picked something else. And, mm. I mean, it's a mystery stew in your fridge. Yeah, He's talking to his mom. Yeah. And it's like all the stew like, you I left. Don't remember and she's basically stew. like, "What stew? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, there's stew here. Come on, mom, I'm gonna eat it." Be <laughs> like, "Why are you eating a stew that nobody made for you that just appeared in the fridge?" That or you know, mom is just trying to like uh, give herself some plausible deniability because <laughs> okay. like she definitely stole that toe and put it in. Because she found a stew. <laughs> it was on the, totally on the front porch and said, "Okay." <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I was totally disappointed there was no disappearing hitchhiker story. Because there was one of those in every one of the books. Of like, Sarah's been dead for 30 years. Oh no. No, I just asked her to the the square dance or whatever. So, I wanted there to be one of those. I wanted uh, the boy, the guy who was the draft dodger to turn out to be a ghostly hitchhiker instead. It's like, I was actually just passing great. through. But then it went past Halloween, so I'm like, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. He's been here several days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I appreciated an appearance of wax cylinders as a recording playback device. Like that yeah. was mm-hmm. I, I love the reference there to like, uh, this is what we used to record sound on before LPs. <laughs> like so all, all of the kids are going to get that reference. <laughs> right. Yeah. Such definitely. different technology too. Like, this one's yeah. a cylinder. This one's a disc. Right. Dude. I had some of those cylinders at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got them in a the thrift shop. I also like the idea of them being like, listen, we're going to definitely suppress this story about this lady. Let's make sure to record all of our interviews with her. Right. So, well, you know, because they weren't ever going to find those. Rich people's secrets way. never come out. By the way, like, to record on a wax cylinder, you have to, like, yell. Like, the sound <laughs> has to be really loud. So, like, the, the <laughs> yeah, level of clarity that they were getting out of that, like... Pretty Very good. surprising. Yep. Pretty. Or her just suddenly yelling out, The water's tainted. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and that's literally the only thing they got. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. So, back to the, uh, the police station and the cop being like, hey kids, you're arrested or something. And then a chimney mm-hmm. appears in his police station. And then his dog is singing. And he's just like, I'm going to let this play out. Like, what's happening? Here? Yeah. Okay. That's good horror movie logic, yeah. I think. I'm just, I'm just going to watch. I'm going to let totally. this happen. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other note I had. Um, so back to our asshole, like, Letterman jacket guy. Yeah. Um, so he comes home drunk. And then his mom is like, we were supposed to deliver eggs. It's the middle of the night on Halloween. She's like, you better fucking get them. No, go do it now. Right yeah. now. And then He would have gotten the belt otherwise, probably. I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 60s. People still did that. Yeah, but if you wanted eggs today, and it's the middle of the night on Halloween, like, are you going to be that pissed if you get it the next morning? It's not about them receiving it. It's about him following his parents' instructions. I guess. And they're going to make him listen, but God damn it. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I doubt he listens very often, but this one time... This one? <laughs> when he's already really drunk and then, you know, had run-ins with the cops and, like, yeah. beat a, a boy to death, I assume. Yeah, Showing yeah. Up at the drive-in with his bat. I was hey, I was expecting him to get back in the back. car, by the way. Like, his mom just yeah, telling yeah, him, are you drunk? Get back in your car and deliver these <laughs> eggs. <laughs> like, Quick, have a couple shots first, though. Your yeah. buzz is probably wearing off. You'll drive, more, you'll drive better with a couple shots. <laughs> have some cigarettes to calm your nerves. <laughs> no, that's terrible. We can't have that. No, absolutely not. No, no. no. Um, we can stab that kid with a pitchfork, but, like, God forbid fine. he's But it was smoking. okay, because he didn't bleed. He just had hay coming out. Yeah. He turned into straw. He suffocated with straw inside of him and became a nasty That wasn't girl. even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I liked that scene, although I thought the book version of the Herald story was way better. Because it's kind of like a Frankenstein's monster situation, where it's two kids that work on a farm and they're bored. They make mm-hmm. a scarecrow. They treat him like shit. It's like beating him and hitting him in the face, which they did a little in the movie. Yeah. Like, come on, Harold, I'm hitting you with this bat in the face. <laughs> but then there's, um, they keep talking to him and bring him around like he's a real person, and eventually he becomes, you know, animated. And then Whoa. they just kind of cut to later someone else coming back to the farm, and Harold's on the roof drying out their skins. Like that's way more hardcore than being stabbed and turned into a scarecrow. Like, yeah, you're still dead, but him being like, "Listen, motherfuckers, now your skins are being dried out." Yeah, that's kind of awesome. So I was a little disappointed in that, but (laughs) still, it was. They didn't skin a teenager in this movie. I'm just saying, let's go for a hard (laughs) R. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I wanted him to make suits out of the kid's skin and then masquerade around town as if he were them still. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah. You know. That'd be scary. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's go all the way with this. So anyway, um I liked that at the end they didn't really resurrect anyone. Because I felt like that would have been pretty cheap. Although it was I mean back to the framing story, like I'm like I don't understand why that's okay. Like that's what you wanted. Like we'll tell your story. She's like, okay. That's cool. Then. I'll leave you be. That's then, what it was all about. 
being hurt finally. Right. Letting all her hidden away. Her anger go. Because Yeah. Yep. And uh yeah. But I expected them to be like waiting in the foyer after they had happened. But no, <laughs> they left them gone, although they heavily implied we can get them back in the sequel. Yeah. So right. will there be they a just, sequel? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, hopefully, I don't know. If it does well enough, there'll probably be one. Yeah, yeah. if everyone goes everything. and sees it. Like, what is it up against this week? I don't know. Um, I looked this up earlier, so I should know. Yeah. What else did I see this weekend? Mm. I saw the uh, Lion King remake. Yeah. That was not really worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I looked up the box office so far, and it looks like they are estimating the budget to have been $28 million. So wow, that's That's cheap. pretty... Oh. I have no idea what's an expensive movie anymore. Like, yeah. They're, that's cheap for The movie. most successful horror movies is always like, oh, they filmed this for like $20. Yeah. Using a webcam in their bedroom for like yeah. paranormal activity. But <laughs> when I looked up earlier today... As of this recording, it was just about to hit twenty six million. So that's pretty good. I yeah. think they'll probably end up making a profit on it. So I would expect there's probably a sequel that will be made. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on like their marketing and everything. Like, what what did they spend on marketing? And I don't I don't remember hearing much about this movie uh, before, like maybe a few weeks ago or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it, I I think uh, it. A sequel would, I'd call it questionable at this point, but it's only been out for like a week. Yeah. It'd, it looks like Hobbs and Shaw was number one this weekend, but Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was number two. So, oh, wow. That's pretty good, good for like a YA horror movie. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they made a sequel to Goosebumps, so. That they did. Yep. That was like the thing I felt like I should try to compare it to. So I went back and watched Goosebumps as well. And like the framing story works better there, although it was not even approaching scary at all. So kind Mm. of a different thing. But yeah, Mm -hmm. like it, it made sense in that movie for the kids to know like which monster was coming up because in that movie, Goosebumps books existed and they like hung out with R.L. Stein. Whereas again, right. this one, I'm like, I've never heard of any of these before, especially <laughs> like the weird moon faced lady. Like, no, no, that's not something that pop culture kids would know about. So, no, so there was no real reason for them to be afraid of that stuff. So, and the urban legend about the spiders in the face, like, I mean, it probably was around, but maybe not as well known. Yeah. Like I've heard versions of that where it's in the the beehive from the fifties, so beehive hair hairdo. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. grows in the the hair instead. But <laughs> it, it um it reminded me a lot of what was that movie with Commander Riker? Not the TV show with Commander Riker. Uh, Fact or fiction? Beyond belief. Yeah, <laughs> that show wasn't out then, and that's where I heard that story from. But. <laughs> Put me in a mind of that, so. Yeah. So next up, we're reviewing every episode of Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. 
Wonderful. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> I have to find out how to find that and watch it again. Somebody find a torrent. Yes. But I always... There's got to be a subreddit for this show, right? <laughs> right. What I always loved about it was the um, Trebekian way that Commander Riker would always be like, so is this real? Believe it? Nope. We made it up. <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> made it up. Fiction. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Fooled you. Actually. Another one. That was totally real. Actually, this story's real. You're still an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, any final thoughts? Recommend? Would you say, recommend it? I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, mm-hmm. so I would recommend it. I think it's especially that's a, a nice kind of family-ish Halloween time of the year movie, right? So, yeah, it did feel kind of weird that it's out in August instead of October. Like I expected it. To yeah, be. this stuff all kind of starts around now, anyway, so they I can guess. get everything in by then. I guess and it'll probably be out on for rental by Halloween, so. Yeah, I was going to say, Tomorrow, like, we're going to have it on the shelf at Target, like, next month. <laughs> yeah. so, so instead of taking your fine. kids trick-or-treating like you should do, nobody does anymore. You can sit down and watch this movie instead and pretend that you went trick-or-treating. I'm going to yeah. take my kids trick-or-treating only so their candy can be stolen and then they can throw dog shit at whoever does it. Yes. Yes. That Not human point. shit. Oh, was it? Dude, no, I guess it was human don't shit. Don't fish that out of the bowl. That was far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand yep. corrected. Unless they have a very talented dog. <laughs> it's a very elaborate prank, and the exit strategy wasn't planned out very well, so... No. 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 He, he got the idea for the thing to do, but not how to get away. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, teenagers, they're, like, they're not, uh, you know, fully formed humans yet. You right. can't expect are, them to think of everything. Brains are still developing no. to scientific yeah. They are, until you're 25. So, in closing, um, <laughs> fuck teenagers. <laughs> and fuck Isn't Richard Nixon. a song Nixon. about teenager, teenagers scaring the shit out of people? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It was a good, good mini-suggestion. Okay, that was our session for today. I hope you like the format of these shorter, one-off episodes. It was kind of fun for me to be able to record this, then turn right around and kick it out to all of you. We're looking to do a few more of these here and there in between full seasons of the show, so if you have, say, a children's book or a comic series or any other IP you'd like to see us cover in one of these one-shots, leave us a comment on our Facebook page or send an email to contact at rtfbpod.com. As always, when I listen back to these recordings while I'm editing them, I have a chance to think things over a little more. So with that in mind, here are a few on-second thoughts. To the guy who did the, quote, shitty new version of the illustrations, Brett Helquist, listen, I assume that you didn't ask for the assignment of redoing the artwork that terrified a bunch of school-aged children so many years ago. And I'd completely understand if some book editor had decided they were tired of getting letters from angry parents upset that their school-aged child was completely terrified by some creepy pictures. So, I get it. It's not your fault. I'll tell your story to the world so you can finally let go of your anger and stop tormenting the children of this world. Well, maybe tormenting is too strong a word. Today's episode was whispered to curious neighborhood children through a basement wall by Chris Chris Ham. 
Chris, Other Chris Jacobson, was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. Ironically, I bought that book and set it on top of my stack of books and have not read it, nor have I cleaned it up. There we go. So, Is there another book on yeah. top of it yet, though? Yes. Appropriate. Okay, well then, yeah. <laughs> it's already failed. I feel like I feel like you did exactly what she meant, meant for you to do. Like, everything in my house sparks joy. Leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And I refuse her book logic. She's like, don't have more than 20 books. I'm like, no. Fuck you. That is not the life path I have chosen. <laughs> I will never choose that path. In fact, I will continue to buy more books yes. as my life goes on. Four, and the end will just be surrounded by books. For sure. <laughs>